The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, Article 41.2 of the Irish Constitution states in particular, the state recognises that by her life within the home, woman gives to the state a support without which the common good cannot be achieved. The state shall therefore endeavour to ensure that mothers shall not be obliged by economic necessity to engage in labour to the neglect of their duties in the home. It is an article that it is proposed we rid the constitution of in a referendum in November. Aideen Finnegan is with me now. Aideen is of course the co-host of the In The News podcast at the Irish Times. Uh, Aideen, do you welcome the fact that this referendum eventually is happening? I do. I do welcome it, Kieran. I'm very, I'm very curious about how it'll pan out. Will it be for 41.2 or will the, the other articles around that be involved as well around the family being the, you know, the natural primary and fundamental unit group of society? Um, but look, I think the leadership is good. It's just it really is in how this filters down because I th- really... The women's labour has just very historically been undervalued. I mean, it was really interesting that Eamon de Valera wrote that into Bunrock na Heron because on uh, on one hand, he was right. The common good cannot be achieved. But I guess it's the the point, that, the, the fact that he points to the woman having to deliver that and that it is her duties in the home that needs to get in the bin, I think, as Kira Kelly said on News Talk Breakfast this morning. Um, so I would welcome it. But, I, you know, I really think that it all comes back to care, care of children, a care of the elderly. You might get to a point in your life where you are doing one or both of those things at the same time. And I think a lot of women, I really do, I really understand how women end up leaving the workforce, particularly in their 30s. Uh, You know, I think the average um, motherhood age in Ireland is around 31, 32. And I really understand how it becomes too much because on basic brass tax, when you think about it, like if your employer is very rigid about you being in the office for mm. nine a.m., um, so if I if that was the case for me, which I'm very grateful it's not, um, there's a lot of flexibility where I am. If you had to be in at nine, that the train I would get to get me in on time would be at seven thirty. The crash only opens at seven thirty, and it's not close by. So how would I work that? I'd either choose a different job. They're not always that easy to find and or uh, stay at home. And I really do think it's interesting to have this um, referendum because I'm sort of surprised, nearly out of divilment, that that nobody ever took a test case because there are, as far as I can see, especially in 2023, uh, economic necessity has driven a lot of women out of the home, if you know what I mean. Like both parents have to be working to afford the, 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 the cost of living that we have now. Yeah, I guess, I guess some of the language is, is is a bit soft, if we'll describe it that way, in the Constitution, which might have put people off necessarily going all the way to the Supreme Court with it. Um, but I they mean, need a lot of money to do that too, of y- course. Yeah, you would. Um, the, the Taoiseach today talking about it, and, and as well in the context of marking International Women's Day, made a remark and said, we're, we're a, a republic unfinished until we have equality between men and women. And that's how like all this would be framed. The referendum campaign would be that this is about, you know, striking, uh, you know, another blow for equality. I mean, in real terms, and the way you talk about it there is interesting. I mean, how far away are we from that promised land? 
I think we're we're a long way because we you know it's great we have made so many strides. So Kieran, I produced the women's podcast for the Irish Times as well, and we had an event to mark International Women's Day, and so we had older members on the panel talking about how they remember 1973 when the marriage bar was abolished. Like we have come so far, and it's absolutely brilliant. But there's just an awful lot left to deal with around financial and economic inequality, and that comes back to work. And so if women are in the home and they're not earning, their labour is for free and they are also reliant on um, a partner or the state to to keep them out of poverty. Mm. And I, I, there's really a lot of culture that has to, to, to evolve in workplaces as well. I've been very lucky in the places I've worked where I've had that, but you're kind of at the, immerse, at the mercy of who your employer is. If you work in a place where uh, you are, and, 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 I, and I have friends who have worked in places where you really leave all the family stuff at home, you are not allowed to talk about it. And that goes for men and for women. And there might be pushback if men decide they want to take the paternity leave in their company, all this kind of thing. So, there is a huge culture shift still yet yeah. to happen and I fear there's a bit of a denial around it as well that things don't need to change because I fear that there's a, a sort of an assumption about women when they have a baby they just have that pull that they want to stay at home yeah they might actually they might for a year or two then it's time to get back to work and they've been completely set back yeah. by it's- it Sandra McCullough is with us as well, uh, National Women's Council's uh, Women's Economic Equality Coordinator. And uh, Sandra, it's often in terms of economics, you know, we talk about this, about the you know financial penalty almost of, of, of motherhood and the cost of childcare. But the point Aideen was making there uh, uh, in, in the last moment or two was about kind of the broader culture and, and even the fact that we talk about the cost of childcare as a motherhood and a woman's issue speaks to that culture, doesn't it? Absolutely, uh, yes, Kieran and, and Aideen said right. And I suppose, you know, we have these kind of long-standing societal and cultural expectations that we place on, on women um, and, and women's roles. And a lot of that stems from um, from the Constitution, you know, because it's, it's, it's a foundational document, a really important kind of uh, in setting out kind of the values we have as a society. Um, and, and as we've been discussing, you know, that the way that the Constitution talks, the way that Article 41.2 talks about kind of women's roles, you know, it's really outdated. It doesn't kind of encompass the, you know, diversity and variety of roles and experiences that women have in a kind of modern Ireland as, as workers, as caregivers, as employers themselves. You know, it doesn't recognise the work that men do as caregivers um, and it doesn't recognise that men also have, you know, responsibilities to be caregivers um, and it doesn't recognise kind of the different types of care as well. So it's very much about care in the home, but it doesn't recognise kind of mm. care in the broader community um, as well as kind of family members and friends. And, and, and also a very outdated definition of the family as well in terms of kind of, um, you know, it doesn't really reflect yeah. the reality so of we, family life in Ireland anymore. Sandra, should we whip all of this out of the constitution or should we replace it then with an acknowledgement of the role of carers? Absolutely. So, so we don't want to see it just gone. We want to see um, the, the, the kind of outdated language gone, but we want to see it uh, a, a recognition of, of care in the Constitution. And that's really important, I suppose. You know, when we're talking about this, we're also we're talking about, um, you know, this this really has come from uh, ordinary, the ordinary people of Ireland that, um, you know, were, were the Citizens Assembly uh, for Gender Equality, uh, a group of 99 ordinary people who, who kind of really set this in motion in 2021 when they made their report to government and said, we, we want this changed. So I suppose, you know, they were really clear as well 
um, that you know we needed to be amended because it's really important that we recognise the value and importance of care in the constitution. Um, now, the, you know, the, the, and you, you, you'd be well versed in this argument, you'd have heard it made before, but the, the, the counterpoint is that, you know, the law of unintended consequences, you know, putting things into the Constitution, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, it, 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 well, it does exactly that at the risk of repeating myself in the same sentence. There, there, there are unintended consequences to it. Yeah, I mean, like, I suppose... I think it's 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 really clear that we need to have this recognition of of care in the constitution, and we want to see. So I suppose we we have um, the Citizens Assembly on Gender Equality have put forward suggested wording that they did a lot of work on with constitutional lawyers, um, and and that work was then kind of I suppose followed up on by the um, the Joint Directors Committee on Gender Equality, and they sat for over a year, kind of looking at all of this, analysing it, getting expert advice, getting advice from constitutional experts. On, on how we can do this, and I think it's really clear and emphatic what they have said, um, and and obviously we are we're yet to see kind of I suppose the wording that the government will put, um, you know, in in September when that comes. But it it really needs to be it needs to reflect what the Citizens Assembly on Gender Equality have said, and that it needs to assert kind of the value. Uh, of caring for each other and for care work and um, that it's essential for the good of everyone in society. Mm. It needs to recognise the care roles of both women and men. Uh, it, it needs it needs to recognise the right to receive support and care as well, to live an autonomous life and that's really important for older people, for people with disabilities, for people with illnesses that need that support to thrive and live. Yeah. And also it needs to recognise care work inside the home, in families, but now, care also in the broader community. Yeah, yeah. but again, the, the forums you, you referenced, I mean, it was, there wasn't a unanimous view. I mean, there was pushback. There was pushback from some government politicians. Jim O'Callaghan and government uh, talked about exactly that, about kind of... Um, a spate of compensation claims from kind of grandparents looking after grandkids. And it wasn't just politicians. Uh, Laura Cahalan, she's a law lecturer in the University of Limerick. She was in favour more of absolute deletion rather than inserting something and that there was other ways through legislation that the state could recognise the work of carers. Yeah, I mean, we, we absolutely believe that it's, you know, it's, it's really fundamentally important that the Constitution as the highest law on the land does recognise and value care. But there are also, you know, that's not the end of, of the argument, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we really need to see the kind of things that Aideen was talking about. We need universal public childcare. We need to have better paid parental leave for a longer duration and that actually, you know, provides a realistic option of taking that leave for fathers, for lone parents in particular. You know, we need to have a pension system that doesn't punish women when they've taken time out to to care. So that's also, um, and and again, the Citizens' Assembly um, on Gender Equality recognised that as well. So they made this recommendation on the Constitution. That's really fundamentally important. But they also recognise that's that's not where it stops. We need public childcare. We need parental leave. We need flexible work. We need pensions equality. So there's all these other pieces as well. That, that, you know, we campaign on every day yeah. uh, and, and hope, I suppose, that the referendum campaign will give 
an opportunity to really highlight those pieces because they are fundamental as well. Well, listen, uh, some of those issues we will put uh, to a government minister who's going to be joining us uh, after five o'clock to talk a little bit more about International Women's Day and about uh, these proposed changes to the Constitution. Uh, thank you to Sandra McCullough from the National Women's Council and Aideen Finnegan, who, of course, is a co-presenter uh, of the In The News podcast at the Irish Times. I want to mention one text very quickly that came in uh, there on the uh, WhatsApp on 087 1400 and it's from Ashling. Kieran, this article of the Constitution never meant anything anyway. My mother had to go back to work because of economic necessity when my father died in 1972, leaving six children, the youngest only seven years old. She got legal advice that the article could not be relied upon to have the state support her, so she didn't have to leave her children. So the article meant nothing in real terms to give any constitutional rights uh, to women. And Ashling followed up to say that my mother's name was Joy O'Farrell and in 1974 she subsequently sued the government for equal pay in the civil service and she was represented by Mary McAleese and Paddy McEntee. Ashing, thank you for that text. Lovely message to get in. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.